Ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. Aha! Hit the drop. Mike, do your job. I don't have everything ready. This is the Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich, uh, first time caller. Is he still there? Mike Del Tufo, did you cut John off? <laughs> Today's guests, NFL film senior producer Greg Cosell, CBS sports announcer Ian Eagle, Hall of Famer Bill Walton, actor Lil Rel Howery, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes. It is a Friday show here on the Rich Eyes Show. First Friday of April 2021. I am your humble host sitting here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, baseball opening day has hit. The Final Four is this weekend. The Masters Week is next week. And uh, and and it is the, the month of the National Football League draft, which always seems to yes. lend a, a whole bunch of intrigue to it. Good to see you over there, Christopher Oh, my friend. Good to see Good to you, see Michael you, Del Tufo. Hey, Red Sox are ahead of the Yankees in the standings. Is that right? Because the Yankees lost and the Red Sox got rained out. Well done. Uh, Hello, TJ Jefferson. How are you? I'm tremendous. Rich, it's Friday. It is that. It is, in fact, Friday. Good to see everybody in their usual spots. And you, you, uh, we're here, you're there. Good to see everybody or hear or be heard by everybody. It's a thrill. As always, to be here on NBC Sports on Peacock and also this Sirius XM Channel 211 NBC Sports audio station. And we always say hello, good morning or good afternoon or good evening whenever this does air on the Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate of your choice. Um, so, uh, like I said, it's the Final Four weekend. Uh, UCLA, I, I kind of, I don't know how many claps I just I did say, right did there. You just eight I don't think I eight clapped. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we'll give an eight clap to uh, Bill Walton when he joins us on this program uh, before UCLA takes on Gonzaga and then Houston takes on Baylor. Uh, we have not one but two guests right in the middle of this show to talk about uh, the big weekend in college basketball. Bill Walton, as we all know, chose UCLA to make the Final Four. He also chose five teams to make the Final Four. So, you know, we'll have to separate the wheat from the chaff right there or the you-know-what from the chaff or the you-know-what from the you-know-what. So, Rich, I just love my alma mater, yes. UCLA. Well, with, with Bill, and God bless him, it, it just depends. You have to separate the wheat from the chaff or... or they, they come from the sativa? Or, no, no, I was oh. about to say the, the flour from the gummy. I don't know. Uh, we have, have no idea. The teepee and the tie-dye? God bless that man and every single word that uh, comes out of his mouth. and his I essence, have been built. His essence and his beautifulness and his awesomeness and his spiritualness and his bicycle. All of it. The greatest of all time. God, I love that man, and it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be a great conversation with UCLA in the final four, man. So we'll chat about that with Bill Walton and Ian Eagle, who's been calling a bunch of these games uh, for CBS and TNT. He is also the play-by-play voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so it'll be a fun conversation with him. Top of hour number two. Lil Rel Howery, always great when when he joins us. Uh, the star of Netflix's Bad Trip will be joining us on this program. Uh, in hour number three. And uh, Greg Cosell will be first up. He is one of the top uh, tape and top talent evaluators in the National Football League. The senior producer of NFL Films is going to be joining us in just 17 minutes time here on the show. One month from today, one month from today, we will have a, an answer to a burning question. We're going to have an answer to a burning question on the Rich Eisen show, on every show, everywhere. 
one month from today. What is the answer to that question that we will have one month from today? What's the question that we will have answered one month from today? It will be, how did the first round of the NFL draft go? We'll have the answers. One month from today in wow. Cleveland, Ohio, we oh, will know baby, how picks excited, one man. through 32 went in oh the NFL draft. Gosh. Did, in fact, we get multiple quarterbacks? Not just one, not just two, but three or four, five in a row. Will we see an NFL draft go on a run at the most valuable position in the NFL in the most difficult and complex positions in all of sports anywhere? Quarterback? Get an answer to that question? So... We know it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. We assume it's going to be Zach Wilson. And then the biggest assumption where, you know, uh, the 49ers may look at everybody and say, this is how to make an ass out of you and me, the biggest assumption. Because, you know, we know it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer didn't come out of uh, retirement to coach in the NFL and give this thing a a try without knowing he's attached to the hip, for sure, with a talented quarterback that he's seen and knows and trusts. That would never happen. And then there's the Jets at two, and there's a ton of intrigue. And I guarantee all of you out there, (laughs) trust me, I know this. There is going to be a period of time between now and one month from today where we are all wondering, did the Jets totally foobar this situation? It's going to happen. (laughs) I mean, you're probably right. Will they foobar it? Have they foobarred it? Is it going to be a total situation? Okay. Your anxiety has to be so high. It is. And it's one month out. Just wait till you see me. With each passing week, I'm going to be a puddle. I'm going to be sitting here as a liquid, not a solid, on the Rich Eisen show. On the NFL draft, I'm going to be actually announcing the pick. I'll be there reacting in real time in front of the entire nation, internationally, globe, oh, God, and country. It's that's going, going to, to be happen. amazing, okay? Chris. So, you know, it's, it's going, going to be amazing. No, 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 no. It's going to be, it, it, it will know who it is at the time, although there will be a pit in my stomach as I hear Roger Goodell say the words into a microphone in Cleveland, Ohio. There's no question about that. So, yes. We're assuming it's going to be Zach Wilson right now, and then we'll see what happens. Will Sam Darnold already be out the door? I've already told you, you cannot send away your quarterback without drafting the one you want. That will start off a hole to do. If it goes Lawrence and it goes Zach Wilson, then what? We're all assuming it's Mac Jones, and we're all assuming after that Atlanta's on the clock. Will they trade the pick? You're hoping Bill oh, Belichick. Come on. You're hoping that one time. You're hoping that free agency bill shows up as draft bill, and then you and the rest of the dollar bill world that you uh, represent with your Chrome Dome and your occasional ability to curse and say things that you shouldn't say. <laughs> you're hoping that you then wind up with you know uh, Trey Lance, Lance or Justin Fields, whose work ethic not only created a whole to do in the NFL draft world writ large, but between two members of the ESPN broadcasting community yesterday. Yikes. You hear this all the time. This player doesn't do this. This player doesn't do that. And it could be getting out there and the whispers are all out there about this because they want the guy to drop and it's unfortunate. And then the guy will then be drafted by the team who put all those scurrilous rumors out there and then have maybe a Hall of Fame career with them, never knowing that they're the ones who caused (laughs) them to drop. Right. It happens. I mean, it's definitely happens, and it's probably could be happening right now. The Ohio State and everybody who knows Justin Fields says the concept that he's 
what, last in, first out, or what is totally false. And the kid has had a hell of a journey. Georgia gets him, right? Number one player in the country. Right. From the state of Georgia, goes to Georgia, can't get on the field because Jake Fromm has just been so amazing. And then he goes to the Ohio State and look at him. Look at him now. Runs a 4 4 4. Oh, my gosh. He's 6'5. He throws bombs. Oh, my gosh. Like, he's everything you'd want. No question. No question. Uh, I, again, but there are questions. So we, are, we, we just don't know how this is going to work out. One month from today, we're going to get it. And so that's why I want to set this whole thing up for Greg Cosell. Greg Cosell. And, and you know, I, I'm telling you, Jet fans are going to hear about Zach Wilson. We saw about Zach Wilson. We saw how he can throw against the grain of his body 90 million yards down the field and drop in the bucket and ooh, wow, 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 wow. And then you have no idea Joe Douglas could be sitting there along with Robert Sala and saying, no, 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 no. We love this Mac Jones kid. We love this other kid. We have no earthly idea. Zero. What's going to happen? And one month from today, we're going to get an answer. And all I know is I'm so damn nervous about it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I believe you, man. And then there's the other side of the quarterback world in the NFL. Chris, we've been around the block. We have lots of blocks. Many blocks. Many blocks. We've been around blocks, city blocks, country mile blocks. We've been around a lot of blocks. Every kind of Figurative blocks. blocks. You're playing. You're you're playing with actual. I'm playing blocks, blocks right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. You've blocked people on Twitter. We've been around oh, a lot of blocks. The best. Okay. No. 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 So you know a lot of blocks. You know, Matumbo's blocking on uh, on uh, on cereal boxes, television commercials, and whatever. Oh, we've seen tons of blocks that we've been around. So a general manager in the NFL praising a quarterback who he's just signed in free agency—that's that's that's man bites. That's what dog bites man. Star, dog, bite, right? dog bites man. Yeah, dog bites. Right. That's that's uh, that we've seen that all the time. Front page. Of course, oh, a general oh, manager is going to acquire a quarterback, sign a quarterback, trade for quarterback, whatever. General manager is going to say, oh, "This is the quarterback. I'm pounding the table with this quarterback. He's my and, guy." And normally, they don't have to pound the table with a quarterback because if you acquire a quarterback in free agency or what have you, you know, this is what you're going to do. It makes perfect sense to do that. When you're Ryan Pace pounding the table for Andy Dalton, though, that's a different story. <laughs> Because it plays differently. Again, Ryan Pace, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, pounding the table for a quarterback, um, you know, uh, in Bears fandom, um, usually elicits a response of pound sand. Pound sand. Get out of here. We don't want to hear this anymore. We don't hear from you. We don't want to hear it anymore. That's it. Guy who leaves Mahomes and Watson on the board and goes up and trades for Mitchell Trubisky and then gets Nick Foles to push him and then now Oof. tries to uh, YOLO for Russell Wilson and sets everybody up for uh, mean-spirited T.J. Jefferson's <laughs> April, April Fool's Day <laughs> social media post at Rich Eisen Show Instagram page, causing <laughs> Jeff Garland to curse me out on text and on voicemail <laughs> and then to call into the show, thankfully, to clean it up to give everybody a bunch of crap. And to threaten me. Threaten you. Say he's, he's coming for you. He said he's coming for you. Oh, he's coming for your manhood. Literally, he said that, uh, that uh, be careful. Well, I got the Samoan SWAT team backing me up. So. Very good. I, mean, I don't know what that you're means. You're going to be like Varys when it's all over. Very good. That's correct. There we go. That's good Game of Thrones reference oh, in, the no. gen- in the general direction of our social media grandmaster. Point of all of this is Ryan Pace saying what he said today about Andy Dalton is no surprise. But when it, but when a fan base is dying for a franchise quarterback and has 
hopes that the home run swing will actually connect and net the team a franchise quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to hear him say that when asked of his attributes that Dalton has that Pace likes the most. Obviously, his experience is what he said. Because now that's quote unquote. Uh, uh, Obviously, his experience. Now we all know what his experience is in Cincinnati and what his experience was last year in Dallas. And we also know that he still is yet to win a playoff game. He's been to the playoffs at least. Exactly. He's won many. Right. Obviously, his experience. He's a nine year starter. That's the first thing. isn't wowing the family. <laughs> and then he says he's been to three Pro Bowls, which is, as you know, sometimes a Fugazi figure, almost as Fugazi as a contract in the NFL where, oh, it's worth $100 million, but only 99 of it is uh, unguaranteed, right? So sometimes you go to a Pro Bowl because four of the starters – who were named say, I don't want to go. I got a toe. I got this. I got that. Or, hey, they made it to the Super Bowl for the AFC. And they say, Andy Dalton, <laughs> right, you got right. one and done. It's hey. your, it's your go, go have some pineapple with your, with your family because <laughs> that's what you deserve. Andy Dalton's such a great guy, man. He is. He's one of, quote unquote, Ryan Pace. He's one of the more complete quarterbacks that we evaluated this year in free agency. And we're excited to have him. We feel we've gotten better with Andy, end quote. When you call a quarterback complete, it's me telling you, hey, man, TJ, that post you did yesterday on social media, that was solid. It's a solid post. Everybody out there, if you tell me I did something solid. That's an insult. (laughs) You need to upgrade your adjective a little bit more. And that's what, Bears fans feel about Andy Dalton, and I think it's unfair to say it, but it's the truth, and it's unfair, I guess, to go in, if you will, on Ryan Pace, but it's the truth. Bears fans don't want to hear it. Ryan Pace has every reason to say what he had to say today. It is his best option right now, to use the phrase that pays in talking about quarterbacks that usually aren't around for very long. Right now, can the Bears draft somebody in the first round? Yeah. Will somebody even be remotely available? How far down that they draft? Not a shot. They're going to have to take somebody for a reach in the second round. They won't for that's got a second round grade, and they won't do that. They might keep trading down if they really like a quarterback that they could be in the second round, and everybody in Chicago will be like, "What are you doing?" Which will create a bigger problem for Ryan Pace. The social media page putting him up there as QB one which is totally nuts because what if Ryan Pace does pull off the home run? Then all that happens then. What if Ryan Pace pulls off the home run? Come on. <laughs> it's just a total, absolute disappointment for Bears fans. And they're going to have to keep reliving it. And Andy's going to be first rate when he steps in front of a, a microphone and yep. he talks about this is his, his team, as well he should. Yep. And he's going to talk about the excitement that he and his family have, which he should. Playing for an organization like the Bears with the history, which he should. Saying that he can't wait to compete, which he should. Aaron Rodgers still plays for the Green Bay Packers, right? He does. That's the end of it. (laughs) 
in terms of the conversation. Bears got to upgrade that position. They say they have. It, upgrade over what? Trubisky and, and, uh, and Foles? That's the whole thing. They, the upgrade that they wanted was something huge. So you're going to hear a lot of trolling about it today. You could even say that I just did some, but I'm just pointing. <laughs> no, no, I'm just pointing out what the reality is and what the Bears are going to have to deal with with their fan base being thoroughly disappointed. And that is what goes in the ear gate of ownership. Big year for the Chicago Bears. Big, and it, you know, I personally ask me. You want to talk about a long-term veteran quarterback who has the attributes that Ryan Pace did properly laud. Dalton for everybody in that position, nine-year starter, complete quarterback, what have you. You want to rate him? Stafford's got the best shot of them all. And I only throw Stafford in here. I know he's got a gajillion more passing yards than Dalton, but he has the same number of playoff losses and fewer playoff appearances. Stafford's in the best position of them all. And right behind him in 1A, as far as I'm concerned, is, is, is after that 1 or 1B, he's 1A. 1B is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love where he is. I just don't know if Dalton in this offense that sometimes was just struggling for yards, first downs, points, he's going to stroll in there. Allen Robinson, he airmails one. Allen Robinson takes to Twitter and unfollows all of them in two seconds flat because he doesn't have a long-term deal. He's just franchise tag. He's wondering what the hell's going on and the boos are coming in because fans are loud in the stadium. What's going to happen? Or... He can actually have the year of his life and the Bears defense plays the way that they do. He gives them 21 points, 24 points, and all of a sudden they have a shot to win the division. They make the playoffs, to win a playoff game, and they're starting to talk about a parade down Michigan Avenue. What do you think is more likely? Nah. Just throwing that all out there. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and Greg Cosell will talk about the first part of what I just had to say, the rookie quarterback class. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. Iron Eagle, Bill Walton, hour number two, will have lots of laughs. And Lil Rel Howry, hour number three, will have lots of laughs too. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial back here on the Rich Eisen Show. He is one of the top evaluators in the National Football League, and he has been around one of the uh, the greatest um, content providers the NFL or any sports or any media company has ever put out their NFL films. Greg Cosell back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Greg? Rich, it's so good to be with you. How you doing? I am. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, it's draft month, Greg. One month from today, we will actually have the uh, entire first round puzzle already put together. So many questions being answered. Um, let's start uh, with your evaluation of the quarterback class. And who do you have at the top of your quarterback class rung right now? Greg Cosell. You know, it's funny. I, I watched a lot of these guys very early in the process, pretty much right after the NFL season ends. And then I went back and looked at a little bit more, uh, which I kind of do every year. And uh, I think Trevor Lawrence would probably still be at the head of my class. But the more I watched Zach Wilson, the more I'm very, very intrigued. Now, I don't think he's at the level. I've heard some say he's Aaron Rodgers, he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's at that level. Uh, but there's something about the looseness in his body. He's got a live arm, not a power arm. Like he doesn't have an arm like, let's say, Matthew Stafford. But he's got a live, loose arm. He's very loose with his body. He moves extremely well. Uh, as you know, Rich, no quarterback comes into the NFL a finished product. So when you talk about things that are questions, they're questions. It doesn't mean they can't do it. Now, he only was in one game this year in an environment that he'll face far more often in the NFL, and that was against Coastal Carolina, where he faced fairly consistent pressure and did not handle himself particularly well. Now, that doesn't mean he won't handle himself well as we go forward and he plays in the league, but that's a question. But uh, I, I would say overall, Lawrence would probably still be uh, my guy at the top. Well, I mean, again, the, the, the fact that you are um, even close to equivocating on this, Greg, means that Zach has clearly got a skill set that is, uh, that is um, something else. So um, what do you well, th- I think? Well, I think that comes, too, from the fact that uh, – Look, you know what I do. I watch the tape. I've actually been around Trevor Lawrence, and he's a terrific kid. But I've not been around Zach Wilson, so I couldn't speak to that. Right. Uh, 
but I think there was a sense of Lawrence, and, and this doesn't concern me when I watch tape, as you know, Rich, because you know what I do, but there was a sense that Lawrence was generational, and I think people started with that as their standard. So anything less than talking about him in that way meant that, oh, my God, what's wrong? Something's wrong here. Right. I don't. I didn't start there. I just put the tape on, and I think that Trevor Lawrence is a very good prospect. Uh, he's got high-level traits in many areas, but I, I, I would not. I did not come away from watching his tape. And by the way, I watched eight games in 2019 and eight games in 2020. Right. So I watched 16 full games. I did not come away watching Trevor Lawrence tape thinking that he was generational. I came away thinking huh. this kid's a good prospect with higher level traits. Well, I mean, generational is what's been, you know, thrown in his direction and you know, Urban Meyer is not just, you know, uh scratching an itch just for the sake of it, you know. Uh, I mean, he's he's coming into the NFL cuz he knows Trevor Lawrence is going to be his quarterback and Right. So, um what are what are your question marks about Trevor Lawrence then? Um, I think there's one in particular, and again, now you have to see how it plays out in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence is is a little bit of a body thrower. He's a strider. And if you look, which I did very carefully, at the playoff games he's been in over the last two years, when he gets pressure up the middle, because he's a strider and because he throws with his body, he's not a short strider. He he steps into it, um, and he gets his body into his throws, he tends to rush his mechanics when there's pressure in his face, inside. And when he rushes his mechanics, he tends to get a little scattershot and inaccurate. Now, there might be games where you go through a whole game and you don't face that kind of pressure in a given game. There might be a game where you face that pressure on seven or eight throws. Every game is different. Every game plays out differently. But that's something that I think is, is again, a question. These are not situations where you're saying, oh, he can't play in the league. He's no good. It's a question. The tape told me it's a question. Greg Cosell, senior producer, NFL Films, and of course NFL Matchup, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you've you've you're you're high on Wilson to the point where you're 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 saying that probably Lawrence is a better prospect coming out of college. So w- walk me through the evaluation you think the Jets are doing right now with Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. Yeah, um, that's a great question. What do you think? Because it's easy after three years, and we've discussed Sam Darnold, you and I, yes. to say that Darnold did not meet expectations, and maybe there's many reasons for that. Some we might know, some we don't know. Uh, but if you're the Jets, it would seem to me that you would have to believe that Zach Wilson is far, far better than Sam Darnold within the context of your new offense with the new coach who's essentially bringing in the Kyle Shanahan offense. Because if you just believe that Zach Wilson is just maybe incrementally better than Sam Darnold, I don't know, again, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but you would have to believe Wilson's significantly better. Uh, Darnold was a consensus top pick in a draft. There were people who thought he'd be the number one pick. It hasn't gone well. There were concerns about Darnold coming out. Those concerns have been manifested over the last number of years. So we'll see what the Jets do. My guess is, and, and this factors into the equation, Rich, and you know this, if you draft Zach Wilson, you, you start the clock again. Whereas if you draft 
if you don't draft a quarterback and Sam Darnold's your guy, you know what it's going to be in New York if Sam Darnold, let's say, has a poor first half week one. You know how that goes. Whereas you, you restart the clock with Zach Wilson. No, no, you don't want to maybe saddle a new coaching staff, new regime with that sort of pressure or possibility of of occurring. And then oh, you're you're right. The next step is the proverbial Lulu. So, what is right. your evaluation, though? What is your evaluation of Wilson to Darnold? With your evaluation of Darnold coming out and having seen three years, even though, admittedly, uh, Darnold has not had the consistency uh, in terms of talent, and of course, also in terms of coaching surrounding him the last three years. What's your evaluation of what the Jets yeah. are going through? There, I, mean, I mean, I think Darnold has, has essentially been relatively the same player he was coming out. He's a big, physical, athletic kid, good arm, uh, some inconsistency with his ball placement, which stems from his lower body mechanics, um, capable of making plays outside the structure of, of the offense, but also loses vision at times when he gets outside the structure of the offense and can make some poor throws. So there's a lot to like and a few concerns with Darnold, and those concerns have shown up over the last three years just as they did with his college tape. I think that uh, Zach Wilson is a, is a little smaller, I would say his arm is looser and livelier. Darnold has a good arm, but I would say Wilson's arm is looser and livelier. I think he's an easier mover, uh, just the way in which he moves. They're both capable of making plays outside of structure. Uh, Wilson was... His senior tape, his his 2020 tape in particular, he was a very comfortable player because he rarely faced pressure. So that's the part of, of Wilson's game. Even though he's a very good mover and can make plays outside of structure, he did not face much pressure. And you have to wait and see how that will play out once he's in the NFL. Greg Cosell here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, we've established the, your top two. Who's next? You got three more first round grade quarterbacks yeah, that we're all talking about. What do you got for me on that? See, Greg? To me, and this is a fascinating conversation. I've talked to a lot of people about it because I'm fascinated in this sort of as a philosophical discussion. And that, and now let's talk about Mac Jones. The philosophical discussion is this: What is the balance now in the NFL, Rich, between being able to play from the pocket? and then having to play outside of structure. Is that now a necessity in the NFL? If you believe it's a necessity, philosophically, then Mac Jones is not your guy. If you don't believe it's a necessity but but a luxury and you can still function very well without a problem, then you might really, really like Mac Jones. Mac Jones is really good in a lot of areas. He's a short strider. He's got great balance. He's very quick with where he wants to go with the football. He's consistently precise with his ball placement. He's very quick with with his decision-making. He's There's a lot to like about Mac Jones. He's just not a very good athlete. He's not going to make plays outside of structure. So if it's third and nine in a critical moment, and a critical moment could be any time in the game. Critical moments don't just happen in the last two minutes. If it's third and nine and the defense tactically wins and gets a rusher right to Mac Jones quickly, that play's dead. So you have to decide, is that important to you? Is that not important to you? How important to you it is? It's, it's a philosophical question that different 
coaches, I'm sure, would answer differently. So one coach um, that just traded up for the third overall selection, Greg Cosell, I think things that he he can scheme somebody open and needs a quarterback that plays within his structure – so I think I might have the answer to the question that prefaced your evaluation of Mac Jones. Who do you think? Well, the they other, the other part for? of that equation is Trey Lance. Right. Trey Lance played in an offense where he played under center quite a bit. In fact, he played in an offense for the fullback. He is the most refined and advanced quarterback in this draft in the conventional play-action pass game. And by conventional, I mean operating under center because he he's done it a ton in college. Quarterbacks in college college today don't normally do that. Trey Lance has done that more than any of these top quarterbacks. So would you look at Trey Lance and say, hey, he's been under center, he's played with a fullback, he can fit Kyle Shanahan's offense as well. Uh, you know, we, this is the fun of this, Rich, we're right. speculating. We are. But, but that's, you know, so I don't know. But uh, you're right about Kyle. I think Kyle is the kind of coach who believes so strongly, as many coaches do, of course, believes so strongly in his system that he believes his system takes care of the structure, defines the reads and the throws for the quarterback, and that Mac Jones could well be the kind of quarterback that he would want. And then, um, yeah, and then to, so before we get to Justin Fields, then what, what is your answer to the question that you posed? having seen all the tape of every snap of pretty much not only these kids, but the last several years in the NFL uh, and in and, and years before that, Greg, watching the the evolution of the game. What is the answer to your question about the, the yeah. attributes of a quarterback you'd want? Uh, you know what? I've gone back and forth on that so many times in my mind, Rich. I mean, and I've talked to so many people, people I highly respect that you would highly respect as well. And, you know, they're not sure. I mean, it's 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 a tough deal because they're – here, go to the NFC Championship game, okay? Yep. You had the Packers and the Bucks. Now, we know that Kevin King made a bonehead play that allowed a touchdown at the end of the first half. That should never have happened, okay? Right. Let's say that didn't happen. Now, it did, but let's say it didn't. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady threw three interceptions in the second half. One of them came when there was pressure to his front side that was not picked up. And what did he do? He just threw the ball up for grabs that Jari Alexander intercepted. Because Tom Brady has no response to that. And, and I don't want people listening to think, oh, you know, you're yeah. talking about the greatest yeah. of all time. No. I know who no, I'm no. talking about. Yeah, right. I'm using that as an example. Of course. You know, he had nothing to do except throw the ball up. You, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes or another quarterback – you know, Josh Allen, they have something to do in that situation. So it's, it's a very hard question to answer because more than likely there will be those situations in games. Well, I, I mean, Mahomes' entire Super Bowl 55 experience, Greg, was, was doing what he needed to do to get out of danger um, and damn near even completed two of the most incredible would-be touchdowns right. in the history so of the biggest yeah. game, you know? I mean... So I, I guess you can go back and forth on 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 all of Which that. Which coaches do, by the way? I right. mean, that's that's what they do. It's a hard. This stuff's not easy. That that's why you know they make a few more bucks than I do, and then you know, but they're also in a in a more volatile profession, fortunately, than I am. <laughs> Greg Cosell, NFL Films producer analyst here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is your evaluation of Justin Fields, Greg? Uh, Justin Fields is a super high traits prospect. I mean, he's got just really high-level traits. Um, I think if, if he's the kind of quarterback that if he puts it all together could be absolutely sensational. Um, 
I would say this, and again, this is all based on tape study. I don't care about all the noise. That's irrelevant to me. I think that he enters the league as, as as I said, a high-level traits prospect, both as a a thrower and an athlete. In some ways, he's kind of like Cam Newton. He's just a little smaller, but he's solidly built. He's a great athlete. Um, I would say there's been some inconsistency based on tape study in what he sees, in his vision, in, at times in his ability to eliminate what's not there and isolate what is there. I always struggle to say that because I don't know exactly how he's coached, and I'm not one who gets to sit down with the player or speak to the, to the head coach. So I always, at times, I'm uncertain as to say that. I, I just think the film shows that a little bit. Now, do I think that these are, are things that can't be fixed? No, I don't. Um, but uh, I think that you have to think of it this way. Think of Josh Allen. Quarterbacks that have movement ability. It's funny we're saying this after we just spoke about Mac Jones and the balance between movement and, and pocket. Uh-huh. Quarterbacks that have great movement ability, they can make plays off script and outside of structure as they're learning the game. And Josh Allen is such a good example. You know, look at the progression, year one to year two to year three. You know, could Justin Fields be that kind of player, particularly if he has to start early, which you would guess that he would because he'll probably go early in the draft. Greg Cosell, a couple more minutes left uh, with, uh, with him here, senior NFL films producer, NFL matchup analyst. Give me the name of a kid that somebody like a Bears fan can hang their hat on as Ryan Pace is extolling the virtues of Andy Dalton. And <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm serious here because you know, and and I I I, I truly have nothing but the greatest of respect to Andy Dalton, and I know I just all do right. respected him uh, ad hoc, which is not fair. But I, I mean, but but you know, Bears fans are, are are looking at Russell Wilson and 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 maybe even Deshaun Watson, and it doesn't seem like either of them are going to be walking through that door to use the patino phrase but 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 who when you're down lower in the first round or you might be just sitting there in the the back at the the front end of the second round and trading up to go get somebody to get a fifth year of eligibility is there another quarterback that you like that you think has an upside that does require that sort of movement in the well, first round I think, or top again, second? As you know, when you start getting lower uh, beyond the, the, the sort of top, is, I guess it would be top five, maybe, right. top four or five, um, then you start to deal with guys who have some weaknesses, some more defined weaknesses. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the quarterback, I really wish it stayed in college, but I think he's got traits. I just. I, he's going to need coaching, and he's going to need experience, is, is Davis Mills. Now, Davis Mills' tape, he's only started 11 games. He never played a full season in college at Stanford. Um, he came out of the Atlanta, Georgia area as the number one pocket quarterback in the country as a high school player. There's traits there, but he started 11 games. And the tape is not worthy of a high pick, but you could easily look at him and think, I could make this guy into a quarterback at some point. It's just a matter of what point that is and what the rest of the team is. Look, you know, Rich, there's so many variables involved with quarterback play. There's so many. And much depends on the rest of your team. 
Well, I mean, that's food for thought as I sit there with David Shaw in the first round of the uh, NFL draft coverage on NFL Network. I'll file that one. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll be able to tell you a lot more about Davis Mills than yeah, I will. I'm sure. I'm sure. But at least it's some food for thought. Uh, put him on, on my radar screen for that night. Uh, last one for you. Uh, one's plural. Uh, I don't usually do rapid fire, Greg, but um, comp these guys for me. I think you already mentioned Justin Fields. Would you say Cam Newton's a comp? For him, give me some good comps as we're a month away from getting yeah, some answers. Yeah, I don't know if he's a comp overall. I just think, you know, body type, athleticism. You know, Fields is a great athlete. I mean, and he throws the ball well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought of that just from his body type and okay. the way he moves. So what, what comp would you have for, for Trevor Lawrence? You got a comp? For me? I don't really. You know, it's funny when I do this, Rich. Either a guy pops into my head right away when okay. I'm watching a player, or I don't sit around for 20 minutes after I finish <laughs> watching tape of a player and say, "Who does he remind me of?" It either pops into my head or it doesn't. Well, we demand comps, Greg. So let me keep going here. Maybe one pops in your head. What about Zach Wilson? Is there a comp for him? You got a comp for him? Oh, uh, I mean, you named you named like Mahomes and and yeah, but I don't, and he's not at that Rogers. level of arm talent. I mean, he's okay. got a, like I said, he's got a live arm and he moves well, and he'll make some throws that are that are really nice. But I don't think he's quite at that level of arm talent. I know some people think that, um, but he plays like that. You know, the thing about Mahomes, and you know this, and it's easy now to say, oh, everybody was an idiot. But don't forget, Mahomes was the tenth pick in the draft. The Chiefs traded up to get him. I remember being at the combine that year, speaking to really respected offensive coaches in the league who were very concerned about the reckless, undisciplined way <laughs> Mahomes played in college. Now, Wilson has a little of that to his game as well, but we've seen how Mahomes has played out in the league. I, he's with a great coach as well, so we'll see how it plays out with Wilson, but he's got that kind of looseness to his movement as well. Greg, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Maybe we'll tap on your shoulder uh, in the next couple of weeks right before the draft, get your final thoughts. I really appreciate it always. Oh, Rich, thanks so much. Appreciate it. You got it. That's Greg Cosell. Not only has he just such, got such a keen eye, but real quick, the insight that he just gave you at the end there. At the Combine, speaking to highly respected people who are concerned about Mahomes' ability to play in control, a little bit too wild, throwing in certain windows. Yep. And a lot of coaches are like, no, I don't want any part of that. And then there's Andy Reid saying, oh, I coach Brett Favre. I want that. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, and yeah. thus now a dynasty has a possibility of being born. Unbelievable. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls when we come back here with Ian Eagle and Bill Walton lurking in hour two. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. What a great football chat that was with, yeah, with Greg Cosell, man. That was great. I loved it. Um, and, you know, for, for TJ, you, you said during the break something that, uh, that Greg said about Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. stood out to you, which was what? Well, you know, and I like Trevor Lawrence, but it seems like every scout's making it seem like Trevor Lawrence is the next coming of – the greatest quarterback you've ever seen. And it was just kind of refreshing to hear Greg say, like, yeah, I like him. Essentially kind of pump your brakes. I don't know if he's generational. He's fantastic. So that just kind of stood out to me when so many other people were already anointing him as the greatest of all time. Well, I mean, no no one's anointing him anything. No? Except the first overall selection. That's well, what he's being anointed. I don't anointed. know, Rich. You spent much talking I, about a parade I and know. confetti that I know. he was going to lead the Jets I who haven't won one in know. 51 years. I know. And Zach Wilson will have the same uh, expectation placed upon him, too. Will he, though? Yes he, yes, he will. Yes, he will. You've drafted second overall. You're bouncing the guy who was Samilton. Broadway Sam, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're, 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 who was third overall, and, and we chose, you know, and then Sanchez, the Sanchez, fifth Sanchez. overall. They traded up to go get him. He was fifth or sixth overall. That happened in Radio City with all the Ziggies around, and Gary V was probably going crazy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the expectation level will be there for him as well. And it's just, it's intense. The fishbowl of New York City and New Jersey is more intense with all of the reporters from 19 publications and longtime listeners and first-time callers on multiple (laughs) radio stations is different than, say, Jacksonville, Florida. No doubt. But um, there will be an expectation level placed on Trevor that won't be anywhere close to where he is in New York City, and that may suit him very well. And that's one of the things that the Jets need to evaluate about Zach Wilson because one thing that Sam Darnold has is a very – very Eli Manning way of just letting it all roll down off his back. I mean, he's so positive. I saw him at a Wheels Up event a couple of Super Bowls ago, and I saw him, and, you know, and, and you know, Gase was coming in, and he's all fired up. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, we're going to, you know, we we got a lot of guys there. that I, I love the guys. that He couldn't have been more positive, and none of it. He wasn't worn down. He wasn't beat down. He wasn't anything which is what you have to have in New York City. And that's part of the evaluation that we talked about with Greg Cosell, that he's going to, the Jets are going to have to go through with Zach Wilson. Is he ready to be Broadway Zach? Zach's Fifth Avenue? Zach's Fifth Avenue. Goldman Zach's. Like, is he ready for it? Because it's coming if he goes there. And that's what it looks like. And certainly, you know, that throw that he made in the pro day, holy, I mean, that's the sort of stuff that that we're going to be talking about. You know what I mean? That guy. He couldn't. Donald couldn't throw anything like that. All right, Rich. So you, you changed. I mean? You changed my mind no, no, on no, no, that. No, 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 no. So, so, and, and part of your uh, your your opinion on what you just said that wow, like like you know, Greg is 
not anointing him anything. He's the first guy who doesn't say that he walks on water. I mean, every evaluator will always put up flags or red flags or say this guy's, you know, not a strider or he's a long strider or whatever. I mean, that's what somebody who evaluates within all 22 will say. And it's also, again, like if the NFL draft happened, like let's just say the NFL did the draft process like the NBA does. Super Bowl, two weeks later, we're doing it. Right? Could you imagine? Like the NBA has the NBA finals. Two weeks later, we're doing it. Yeah. Let's go. Like if the NFL had done that, Lawrence would have been number one overall, and we're not even going back and forth about this, that, the other thing. Right, with the pro not talking about work yeah, ethics. Exactly. We're not talking about Four all this stuff. is a long it's time. It's a long yeah. time to ruminate and break down and pro days, yes. And, well, I mean, then you heard about this guy, right, <laughs> through the other people, you know, we were yeah. telling you stuff, and I heard this guy say this and heard that guy say that. And Teddy Bridgewater wore two gloves. What's that? It's just yeah. that what Orlovsky said, a lot of evaluators will not share on the air because of – the fact right. that somebody's saying it, somebody will have an exact opposite opinion, and then you, 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 you have to hear some some talent evaluators will will talk about someone's work ethic, but not call it into question. They'll say that there is a lot of people who are wondering whether he's cut out, whether he loves the game, whether all that stuff. You know, so there's a lot to evaluate when it all comes down to it. Urban Meyer sitting on the Fox set or sitting wherever he was saying, how much? Okay. Uh, I know I got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm going to give this thing a try. (laughs) That's right. Okay. Then right now, some, you know, the Jets are sitting there thinking, you know, do we love Zach? Sam, how, what can we get for this? What can we get for that? You know, I mean, so put it all together and it's what are you most comfortable with? I, clearly, the 49ers have made a choice on who they're most comfortable with right now, and Absolutely. we'll just find out who it is at some point. Yep. So, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Mike Del Tufo is loud talking, checking somebody in right now. It was just called because our call screener's out. Ian Eagles, the first voice you'll be hearing in the next hour along with mine. It'll be a lot of fun. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show.